A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We sure hope all these April showers bring us some May flowers because we've got some insects that need to go to work. We're talking about our bee population and our very important pollinators. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Stephanie, I've seen robins and a lot of other spring animals coming back, but I haven't seen any bees yet. Well, Bob, I'll take you down to southeastern Wisconsin, Sullivan, which is home to Heritage Honeybee. It's the nation's largest distributor of bees. I'm Stephanie Ha from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And owner Tim Wilbanks moves bee colonies and queen bees from northern California and southeastern Georgia to this seven-state region around the Great Lakes. And Tim is about halfway through his season, even though the recent cool weather doesn't suggest that it's time for spring. But he says cooler temperatures don't really impact bee distribution. The weather here in the Midwest, um, it's never predictable this time of the year. And so if we if we based everything on the weather, sometimes we'd be waiting until June for things to clear up. Um, and, and this April so far is very reminiscent of 2018, especially the week that we have forecasted right now. Um, in 2018, um, we at our shop got 18 inches of snow the third week of April. I believe it was April 19th. We got uh, six inches of snow. We had a day's break. And then on the 20th and 21st, we got another 12 inches of snow. You know, that that's Midwest uh, weather. That's Wisconsin weather. And so it is what it is. The bees have been coming in. We just finished up our fourth weekend of package bee distribution. Um, we've already distributed right at 13,000 packages. We have two more weekends of package bee distribution and our five-frame nucleus colonies, which are basically um, half-size starter colonies. They, they come on uh, open flatbed trucks that are netted. Those will start coming in uh, later this week. Uh, from California and Georgia, and we'll do those over the next three weeks, and then we'll be wrapping things up. So despite the weather, uh, bee distribution has been proceeding uh, at, a, at, a rather, at a rather rapid pace. Like I said, we've been doing it now since the last weekend in March, and um, things have been going well. Uh, even with the weather being cold, people have had good luck getting their bees in and getting them started. We're getting good reports back from folks. Um, we just need some better weather for those bees to get out and start foraging to bring in pollen and for the plants and trees to start budding out and blooming out and uh, giving them some natural food. The change in temperature doesn't bother the bees at all? Well, you know, it does present some challenges mainly to the beekeeper. The bees are fine as long as they're in their, their hive. Um, you know, they're out of the wind, they're out of the weather. Uh, what they do is the, the bees will cluster tightly. When the temperatures are below 45 degrees, the bees form a very tight ball, which we call a cluster, and they will keep the temperature in the center of that cluster between 89 and 92 degrees. Um, so they don't have a problem uh, staying warm um, inside of that box. And, uh, you know, the, the, the disadvantage for them is they can't break cluster and get out and start foraging in this kind of weather because if, if the weather's below about 50 degrees, the bees don't want to fly outside the hive. Um, the temperatures are too cold for them. So right now, most of their activity is concentrated inside the hives. Um, it does put 
the onus on the beekeeper to make sure they have plenty of food in that hive because, like I said, they can't get out and forage for any natural pollen. Uh, there's no natural nectar right now, but there will be as soon as we get another uh, 60 or 70-degree degree spurt of weather. We'll start getting a little bit of natural nectar coming in. Dandelions will start providing that as soon as they start popping. But we just need warmer weather for the bees to be able to fly and forage and get that on their own. So right now, beekeepers are having to supply that food inside the hive to the bees, and the bees are doing just fine. Why does this region in the United States need to get bees from California or Georgia? Do we not have enough here? Yeah, it it comes down to a supply and demand issue. Um, The Midwest is a very tough region um, weather-wise on bees during the winter. Um, And also with that, there's a large concentration of beekeepers here in Wisconsin, northern Illinois, uh, some of the surrounding states. We have a high population of beekeepers. Um, and when they lose colonies uh, to, you know, whether it's winter weather, whether it's um, issues uh, concerning the weather last summer, uh, we had some areas that had a lot of drought. The bees went into the fall stressed. We had other areas that had uh, adequate rainfall. We had really good honey crops throughout Wisconsin for the most part last year. Um, And in some cases, it was varroa mite issues that were causing bee losses. It's a combination of things. uh, There's not one cause for it, but it's the supply and demand. There's so many beekeepers here. Um, When there are losses, we have to bring in bees from other parts of the country um, where they're already experiencing um, large buildup and growth in their bee colonies because the weather's so much better. Um, we do get some locally supplied bees uh, from Wisconsin, but those won't be ready until mid-June, late June. It's just, you know, the, the weather and the season is a lot further behind. And so for folks who are wanting to get started and have a early start on spring buildup, they get their bees from other parts of the country. Um, and you got to remember, I hope your listeners hear this, honeybees are not native to North America. A lot of people find that shocking. We hear all the reports in the media about saving the bees and the challenges facing bees. Well, honeybees, domesticated honeybees, are not native to North America. And so there's a lot of challenges here with the weather that we experience in this region, with the up and down temperatures during the winter and especially early spring that make it difficult for bees. We do have some local suppliers, uh, but like I said, not enough to meet the demand. There's a huge demand for bees here in the Midwest, Great Lakes regions, because of the wonderful honeys that can be made during the summer. Lots of great floral sources um, from basswood trees to the the field clovers and things that um, make beekeeping very profitable and enjoyable here in this part of the country. And so it's very popular. A lot of bees are needed. So who are your largest customers? Well, we supply bees to backyard hobbyist beekeepers, to sideliners, which are those beekeepers that, you know, work a a regular job but then may maintain 20, 50, 200 beehives on the side um, with a side business. And then we also have commercial customers that all they do is pollination and honey production, and they might run 1,000 or 2,000 colonies. Um, A lot of the orchards will contract out their pollination. We do have a few customers um, that are orchards themselves that will purchase bees for pollinating, you know, their apples, those kind of things. Uh, But in most cases, the orchards will contract that out to a beekeeper to bring those bees in while the apple trees or fruit trees are in bloom, leave them there for maybe a two- to six-week period, and then move them back out. 
Um, and then we also sell and supply these to um, other retail outlets. A lot of places um, in Wisconsin and uh, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, um, Iowa, places that sell bees on a retail level will purchase their bees in bulk from us because we have the, the logistics figured out with the shipping, the trucking, um, and the timing of getting bees here. And so they'll buy them from us and then redistribute to their customer bases. So our customers range, again, from hobbyists all the way up to other resellers. So is Heritage Honeybee seeing high demand or growth? Has interest in beekeeping gone up? Yeah, you know, with the COVID pandemic, a lot of people have, have kind of stepped back and said, okay, what do I need to do to be more self-sufficient? When there is a run on products in the grocery store, um, when things are short in the supply chain, you know, how do I compensate for that? So a lot of people are kind of getting back to the hobby farm or the farm-based mentality of, providing their own sustenance and so you know you're seeing gardening take off again backyard chicken coops and beekeeping as a part of that we've experienced um, a big surge the last two years and people wanting to get beehives not only for garden and orchard pollination on their properties but also for honey production um, and also for wax products um, beeswax candles lip balms lotions things like that so there has been a growth the last two years, and I think a lot of it's because of what the COVID pandemic has made people step back and look at in terms of supply chain and uh, being self-sufficient. And between the pandemic, the severe weather events, and also international unrest, we're also seeing a lot of supply chain disruption, which is another thing I want to ask you about. How is the price of fuel impacted your yep. business? What about getting drivers with CDLs? So we have a great network of drivers um, that are dedicated from mid-March through mid-May to hauling bees from, from Georgia and California. And so we've been very blessed in that aspect. We haven't had a single issue with that. Now, fuel prices have presented a challenge. Um, diesel fuel is a lot higher this year um, than we anticipated. Prices were already set, so margins are slimmer, and we have to be a little bit more conservative in picking our routes and things like that. Um, it's definitely caused a little bit of a challenge, but only a hiccup, not a major challenge for us. We've been able to work around that. Um, supply chain materials, I do sell a little bit of bee equipment. Uh, we've had a little bit of um, slowdown with that, but not anything that I would call uh, a major disruption. Because bees are considered livestock and an agricultural commodity, um, there's been no issues with state-to-state -state transport, things like that. It, it's all been pretty smooth. Tim Wilbanks along with us with Heritage Honeybee in Sullivan, Wisconsin. He says bee supply looks good, too. Their producers in California and Georgia haven't missed a beat in getting the right supply, even when COVID-19 put a strain on employees. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hawk. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.